It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano of this, the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. I'd like to thank you for downloading and listening in. And today we have uh, Adam Levin on the podcast today. And Adam is the administrator of the old Milwaukee Facebook page. Welcome, Adam. Hello. Thank you for having me. I was glad to have you here. Um, so, um, the, uh, for those that don't know, uh, the old Milwaukee Facebook page is, uh, how would you describe it? I guess, Adam, <laughs> um, it's a time warp, uh, into, Milwaukee's past of photos and memories, uh, day in and day out. So if you're into that, uh, feel free to j- join the group. All right. Um, and it is, a by, it is, you have to, you, you administer the group, correct? Right. Yeah. And, um, you have to be invited in or you, you need oh. approval, don't you? <laughs> Anybody can join okay. the group. It's set up in a way where you just have to answer three questions just so I know that people are in there for the right reasons and it's not for other reasons that people do things on Facebook. So, ah. so as long <laughs> as nobody's there to help self-promote is what the... Yeah, if you're promoting ladies nights at your tavern that, that's not what i mean that's not what it's about you know <laughs> okay. excellent excellent so um so adam why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um uh, and um and how you got started with the group all right well i'm uh, 47 i'm originally from milwaukee i've left twice and i came back uh, twice i lived in the twin cities and i lived out east in new jersey um uh, and I've been back since uh, August of 2017. Um, I was involved in a couple groups on Facebook about four years ago that have to do with the history of Milwaukee Hall nostalgia groups. And um, one day, a person who administers another group asked, he put out a post and asked if anybody would like to take over this group. He didn't really want to do it anymore. So I said I would do it, and you know, to make a long story short, he just changed the settings, and I was in charge. So uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to call it, Old Milwaukee. It's a play on words. And um, I knew exactly what photo I wanted to use for the cover. And I haven't changed it since, since October 16th of 2015. Um, and I, I'm very fascinated with how Milwaukee used to look. Um, it's, uh, to me, it's not living in the past. It's an appreciation for it. And, uh, and I have a lot of photos of what Milwaukee used to look like, and I've never shared them before. And then I started sharing them in the old Milwaukee group and people started noticing and they notice that you know i put a lot of time and effort into it um maybe a little too much time <laughs> sometimes but um it was um i 
made sure to credit and source wherever I found these photos. I find that to be very important to do. Um, it's out of respect to the photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, in early 2016, um, found some slides, some Kodachrome slides of downtown Milwaukee in the late 70s and uh, found that at an antique store. And then I converted them over to a CD-ROM and then I posted them in the group. And it got a lot of attention. It got the attention of onmilwaukee.com writer Bobby Tanzio, and he did an article about it. And he put a hyperlink to the group, which means all you do is click on the name of the group and it will go right to it and people can join right away. And that's when things started taking off and, um, and people contribute. It's not just me. I don't, I don't want to be the only person contributing. There's a lot of people out there who have some great photos and memories of Milwaukee from back in the day. So uh, since then, you know, it's just been four years of um, a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of, it's opened a lot of doors for me, no pun intended, but um <laughs> And um, uh, I, it's got me out there with the, uh, you know, with the, the people who are really into the history. I've met John Gerda, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through this. He actually, when I met him, he kind of knew who I was before I, he, I even introduced myself. <laughs> wow. to him. And he's not even on Facebook. So uh, it's kind of a long story how he knew who I was, but after talking to him for like maybe 10, 20 seconds, he goes, you're Adam, aren't you? I'm like, Oh, wow. So if John Gerda knows who I am, I feel like uh, I'm doing something right. 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 <laughs> um, now this is, this is a hobby. We must stress for you to correct. This is, this is not your day job. You're not a no, full-time historian. You're not a, no, I, I know, you know, I, when, when people say, Oh, you're like John Gerda. No. I could never do what he does. I could not stand up there for hours and talk. I'm more of, here's a, I think I have an eye for what people find interesting Mm -hmm. with a couple sentences, you know, about it and information. Uh, But, um, you know, it's a lifelong passion that has kind of turned into an obsession, (laughs) but I think it's a healthy one. So. Right. Yeah. It's not, uh, uh, you're not, selling VCRs to buy no, crack. I'm not. no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <my> jam. <laughs> um, now are you, what are you driven more by when you're looking at pictures? Are you, are you, are you more, I mean, cause I, I would categorize you as a, um, historical photographer if I were to kind of lump you into something. So like, I like taking photos of, uh, roadside America and seeing, you know, what still remains from, you know, that's been around for over 40, 50 years. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the, uh, these signs are becoming extinct. Um, those signs and so are, mid-century signs Mm -hmm. and um well let's let's uh, what 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 do you what is a ghost sign for people who aren't ghost sign is um if you look at the side of an old building and see some paint on it with some words that's how they advertised back Mm -hmm. in the 19th 
thirties, forties and the fifties. And, uh, I think it went into the sixties, not many in the seventies, but, um, and they're still around, but you have to kind of have an eye and for where they might be hiding still. And, uh, I feel like I have found about 95% of them in town. I mean, there's probably more, but, um, and, and these would be signs that were like painted on the large flat side of a brick wall that didn't have windows in it. Right. Right. Kind of where you yeah. might find. Yes. Yeah, um, it could be for Schlitz. It could be for Miller. It could be for a restaurant. Um, you know, there's so many varieties of ghost signs and, and um, yeah. So, and, and then the mid-century signs are kind of mid-century your... signs are like, um, you know, like the Goldman sign, you know, okay. which is, um, a sign I helped rescue, which is a long, long, right. long story. So, but I mean, those are kind of, they're, they're basically, uh, like a tin box where the letters are painted on and then the letters are highlighted yeah. with bulbs. Yeah. Either neon signs, or, or regular right. incandescent bulbs. Yeah. And these signs could easily be, you know, between 600 to 800 pounds, you know, okay. um, that's actually how much the Coleman sign weighed was 800 pounds. Oh, good God. So, yeah. It's, it was, and they, they probably had a suit big enough to cover it too at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you'd, you'd kind of categorize yourself more of a photo buff then uh, um, I guess history comes along in tow after that. I mean, if you had to put one in front of the other, are you, are you more interested in the history or is it more of a visual thing for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, everything. I mean, okay. it's just, it's kind of, it's an art to me to see that these signs still exist and they're hiding. And if a uh, building is torn down, one will appear that has been, covered for decades. Um, there was one last summer, uh, that was uncovered on Martin Luther King drive, um, for like suits and ties. And nobody has seen the sign in probably over 60, 70 years. And now anybody can see it. It's still there because they tore down the building that was right next, oh, right to, next it. to it. Okay. And that fascinates me now, you know, Ghost signs are things that people really kind of take for granted unless you really know what they are and if you have a passion for it. So I don't expect everybody to be fascinated by this. But once you start seeing a couple and looking at it and seeing the history and learning about it, you'll your eyes will open up to them a lot more than before when you when people may have taken them for granted. Oh, sure. It's one of those things where you, you, you didn't know it was there until you saw it. Then you see them everywhere. Uh, right. You know, it's, uh, cause I have friends who say to me, Oh, I, I thought of you on Friday. I saw this ghost sign in Chicago. I should have taken a photo of it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those, like I said, it's that thing. And, and my background for, well, as everybody who listens to this knows was in the automotive business for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You never noticed um, how many, you know, red blank cars were on the road till you were driving one. And so, oh, there's a car like mine. Oh, there's a car like mine. Right. <laughs> so and that's I kind feel of that all these signs are, are worth 
if it's a mid-century sign, I, I feel it's worth saving. If it's a ghost sign, I feel it's worth capturing with my camera. Um, you know, back in the day when all these signs came down, all they did was throw them away. They weren't nostalgic for those things then. They just wanted to throw it away and get it out, out of sight, out of mind. Now, uh, you know, people see these signs and they want to save them. At least I do. Right. <laughs> and I've saved about a handful. They're not in my possession, uh, but I feel like I'm, I could compare myself to the Humane Society. I'm just trying to find them a good home. Good home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rescue signs. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, the Goldman sign for, uh, is, is back on Mitchell street, correct? Nope. Oh. We change, we change that whole, yeah, we, uh, um, that was the plan at first, but okay. what we decided to do, I reached out to a sign museum in Cincinnati. They're called the American Sign Museum. They they take in a lot of signs and they refurbish them. Okay. So, I mean, it was not easy to get this sign there. It was a struggle and there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, but in early October is when um, we got a truck to pick it up mm -hmm. uh, from Waukesha and um, where it was stored for about two years and uh, got the sign out to Cincinnati. So oh, okay. it's in their possession now. It's um, it's uh, inside for the first time ever, which it's, it, it, it's not in the elements anymore. Right. So hopefully it still can be saved. I know the structure of it is a little bit weak. So this is going to be a challenging uh, sign save for them. I don't know when they're going to get to it and it can take as long as they want. I'm in no rush. They're in no rush. Um, as long as it's being taken care of. And I know it's in good hands there. Um, the Mitchell street idea was a good idea in theory, but you know, with the amount of work that was needed to refurbish that sign, that's not something I can do alone. Okay. You need, you need a lot more people involved with this. You need companies. You need a sit. You need the city be behind you. And you know, people liked the idea. There was a lot of people who were like, "Oh, let's put it here. Let's put it there." But it's it's not that easy. It's 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 an eight hundred pound sign. You just right. can't stick it anywhere. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my hope was that the art museum would have taken it. Uh, I tried a couple times, but you know, it didn't work out. I wanted right. to see the sign inside somewhere, but again, how do you get it into the art museum? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's humongous. So, um, so that's where it is and that's where it's going to stay. You know, I mean, the only other option was it was going to sit outside where it was in Waukesha and rust and right. fall apart and, and be gone know, forever. Yeah. And yeah, just every day, every winter it would get, worse and worse but i think you know we we made a good choice um in reaching out to the cincinnati sign museum yeah it's not in wisconsin anymore but at least it's got another uh chance to survive it, it did its time outside yeah. it needs to be inside now and if they can do it great if down the line they say look at them 
there's just too much to do here. I'll understand, but at least this was the last option and the only option. You know? Good, good. Yeah. So uh, do people come to you with, Hey, I think I know where a sign is or Hey, <laughs> um, what, I mean, do you go on searches yeah. for these things or do people um, give you tidbits of information and leads to start or. Is it Actually, just, or stuff, is it just your natural curiosity? Hey, I wonder where this is. And you go right, off looking uh, for it. Right. All of this is about curiosity. If it wasn't for curiosity, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't be taking photos of ghost signs. I wouldn't be taking photos of, uh, bygone places in Milwaukee. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do get people reaching out to me. Sometimes I can figure out stuff on my own. I just had somebody reach out to me on Saturday. I got a sign from the Roundies warehouse in Wauwatosa. It's um it's a smaller sign with the lunch hours on it. It it easily from the 1960s or 70s okay. and um that's something that's kind of cool, but I don't know where it would go. I don't know if I want it, but I would like to find a home for it depending on how much he wants for it. So, um, but the recent one was, um, a member in old Milwaukee had a plaque from Gimbel's. I don't know if you saw that photo. Yeah. yeah, The the, the group. Yes. So about two, three weeks ago, she reached out to me and said, look, I got this plaque. It was my, uh, father-in-laws uh he worked there until they closed in 1987 and they gave it to him and it's been in the family's possession ever since then but i like to find it a new home or you know and she asked are you interested i said i'm interested in finding it a good home so um in less than an hour the milwaukee public market accepted and said they'll take it they'll purchase it they'll pick it up and uh last week they put it up and oh. it looks great and the Milwaukee public market has is kind of turned into a little bit of a sign museum yeah. i've donated three I've, I've donated three objects there uh there's a boston store sign uh that i was able to get before the liquidators sold it um it was a sign that was on the side of the garage at one point i don't have a photo of how it used to look but it is beaten up but it looks good so um in um i want to say the august of 2018 is when they put that one up and um and there's like a photo of um, the, the third ward back in the 50s that i donated to them of uh commission row and they have that up too. So they're very interested in knowing if I ever find things that I should reach out to them, you know, and, uh, because we don't really have a signed museum here like they do in Cincinnati or Las Vegas, you know, it would be great. But again, that takes a lot of time and money and you need more than one person to be passionate about it. You know, true, true. And the gimbal sign, my, my grandmother worked for gimbals. Oh, okay. Uh, she worked in the Gimbel's bakery. Um, oh, so, well, uh, so, and it was kind of funny too. And I didn't even think about this. I got to go over to my sister's house. But when we moved my father out of his house into his condo, we found, we moved, she took one of the dressers and 
it was hilarious because as we take the mirror off the back, it was just, you know, a, a chest dresser with the mirror, you know, traditional, mm-hmm. take the mirror off. Here is the tag, the delivery wow. tag from Gimbal Schuster stapled wow. to the back of the mirror from 1961. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was kind of like, oh my God, can you believe? And it was in perfect, I mean, written in pencil and perfectly preserved because it was up against the wall the whole time. Right. That's so, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, grandma worked for Gimbel's and of course Gimbel Schuster and, uh, when sure. that merger came down. So I, I, I appreciated that sign very much that, uh, was saved. Yeah. So, um, now uh, you you talk about signs. You're not a collector necessarily of these signs. No, I'm more of a collector of taking photos of the signs. You know, I live in an apartment. I can't really (laughs) be collecting a lot of signs. That's why I like to find good homes for them. I do have one. It's in my storage locker. Um, It's a, uh, it's the Boston store sign. Uh, Another one that is, uh, almost identical to the one that I donated to the public market, but it's in rough condition and he sold it to me for $40 (laughs) and I was like, I'll take it. You know, that's a bronze plaque kind of, isn't it a heavier metal stamp? I think it's made out of tin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have it up on my walls. I just put it in my storage locker. Um, I, it's really, worn out compared okay. to the other ones. Other ones then. Okay. So you're, 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 you collect the pictures of the signs and. Well, I, coll- I try to take photos of the signs and, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, a lot of the signs, you know, they don't exist anymore, you know, so I find photos of these old signs too. Um, but if there are signs that still exist, I'll, you know, people reach out to me and sure. say, Hey, uh, do you want this? Oh, sure. I would love it. But again, I live in an apartment, so I can't do that. You know, um, but if, um, let me see, I know some sign guys and, uh, they have connections too. So, um, it's kind of fun, but it gets a little frustrating sometimes because you're, you're the person in the middle and you're trying to get the person on the right to work with the person on the left. And you, it, it's, it gets a little complicated and mm-hmm. you're just trying to save something, but you know, do the preservation and right. But you can't always get everybody on the same time frame and all that kind of stuff and to agree at a certain time, you know? So, you know, cause there's more important things in life than signs, you know, right. but if you're into it, you get it. If you don't, you don't, nobody's required to, you know, right. And so, but now the, the, the old Milwaukee, uh, Facebook's pages is, is, but it's architecture and signs and a lot of other things. It's everything. It's everything. That's the flavor of Milwaukee. About the history of Milwaukee. It could be photos of downtown in the 1920s, which I found some last month at an estate sale. Um, and that's where I find some of these photos. I go to estate sales and it's just amazing what, uh, some of these homes have, you know, these, um, you know, I found a Albert, the alley cat joke book from 1971 on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You posted (laughs) that recently. That was, yeah. uh... And I like small little unique things like that. I like finding stuff that's very, um, 
unique and very uh, different than right. that have to do with the history, you know, uh-huh. of Milwaukee, you know, um, sharing the same photo of the Mayfair skating rink to me was interesting the first five, 10 times, but now it's not that interesting because everybody shares that same photo. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I still have a hard time. I've been in the bowels of Mayfair, um, yeah, yeah. for, uh, one of my jobs. <laughs> Oh, okay. And I, I, I still can't figure out where, where the rink went. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I know, well, I mean, I know it's in the I center court you, somewhere. I know where it is. It's another story. Uh, I'll share information with you off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been down in the boiler rooms and stuff for, for my okay. job and on the loading docks and going down there. It's kind of like, you know, where in the heck is this? And where in the heck was that? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I do have to get, we'll talk a little bit about this after too, but I, I've got a photograph I've got to get to you. It, it is the intersection of Hampton Avenue and Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, wow. With nothing else there but the road. <laughs> wow. My, uh, it's, it's a picture. My grandfather, um, my family, the, the Italianos originally came to Milwaukee um, in, in the 19 teens and, uh, my grandfather and well, my grand, long story short, my, my grandparents moved back and forth between Brooklyn, New York and, and Milwaukee about three or four times. And one of the times he was here, he worked for Tomasini road crew and, uh, and, uh, it's, it's amazing (laughs) to look and it's nothing but mud is this nice road. And mud yeah. on all four corners, you know, so, wow. um, that's one I got to try and get to you, but anyway, yeah. um, so this, do you spend a lot of time? I mean, is the majority of, I mean, is your weekends or your free time? No. Are you out at garage sales and estate um, sales or is it just. just this, I go to estate sales, you know, but I don't go there for furniture or stuff like that. Right. I go for like small little things, but it's rare that I find anything. I'm, I'm not going to a state sale every weekend and finding things. Okay. Sometimes I just leave and go, okay, well, there was nothing there. But the last handful of estate sales I've gone to, I've have been kind of um, amazing, um, some cool stuff. But I get a vibe when I look at the emails and see the photos of what each estate sale has to offer. Okay. So if I can get a vibe from those photos, then I know I'll go, you know, and I always head right down to the basement. That's where all the cool stuff is. It's always, it's like going into your grandpa's or your uncle's basement in 1975. That's the kind of stuff I dig. Okay. You go down and find the basement bar and what's behind it. And, uh, Oh yeah. They got the lit (laughs) sign. They've got magazines from like the Packers from the sixties, you know, like stuff like that, that kind of vibe. I'm not, I don't like high-end estate sales. That doesn't do anything for me. Okay. <laughs> so do you find, though, um, I mean, obviously anything of family value isn't out there, um, which can be a lot of the photographs, you know, I know. Yeah. Um, but do you find that with shows like American Pickers, a lot of people think they've got gold mines and ask too much <laughs> for this stuff or put it out there for big coin and it's, it's well, not as easily accessible anymore or. Yeah. I think people have mixed feelings about that show. I enjoy watching it. Um, but, um, I know some serious collectors do not like the show because 
they feel that people come at them and say, look, I'll take $300 for that car. And they're like, no, that's not what we're about here. This isn't American pickers, you know? So like, I know there's a place up North and uh, American pickers are not even welcome there. And they've reached out to them a couple of times and they're like, nope, we don't want you here. Right. Well, a lot of that is staged too. I mean, a lot of it is pre-scouted out and it's not a big discovery (laughs) when they, you know, like they make it out to be, they know what's there when they get there. (laughs) Right. And, um, I actually reached out to them this summer about the National Liquor Bar sign, which is for sale. Um, uh, That's another story, which (laughs) um, I don't know if the guy who's selling it, um, he bought it at the auction in 2005, and it's been on his property uh, at Heaven City. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Heaven City in uh, Mugwanago. It's an... Doesn't ring a bell, but okay. Anyway, it's been there ever since. There's going to be some changes to the property, and he'd like to sell it. Um, what he's asking for is quite a lot, but I understand because it's in perfect condition. So I reached out to them, and they showed interest. But my concern, and I made it, I made this aware in the email, is that we'd like to find a home for it in Wisconsin. Don't want you guys to come in here. And haul it off to yeah, Nashville or yeah, Iowa. <laughs> so I think that was them. When I said that, I think they lost interest. And I'm again, I'm not doing this to be to be on TV. I want to do this to find it a, a good home, but um, it's going to take a long time because he's asking a lot of money for it. But well, it's, it's a pretty it. big sign, if I remember it's, correctly. It's big and, and it's, it's neon, right? It's neon. It lights up at night still. It's perfect. Oh. Compared to the Goldman sign, it's like night and day. Okay. It's <laughs> like know. it's showroom condition. Excellent. Yeah, it, it's in perfect condition. So um, that might take a long time to find at home, but the owner's not in a rush. But okay. I reach out to him every couple months and seeing, you know, have, has anybody reached out to you? But what I do is I'll find old photos of these signs. And if they're still around, I'll take a photo of the sign. And posted in old Milwaukee saying, hey, is anybody interested in this sign? If so, send me a pr- private email and I will connect you with the owner. I don't give out the owner's name and phone number through Facebook. Um, uh, I make sure that the owner uh, wants to share his information, but I don't do it that way. That's why I ask him to send me an email because I don't want to post it all over. So. Okay. Um, and then well, I enough. try to get them in touch, you know, just be the goal between Yeah, Jim, meet Larry, Larry, meet Jim. <laughs> right. Right. Now buy that sign, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I was going somewhere and now I just had a brain fart and I apologize. This happens. No problem. Uh, it happens. But, um, yep. so one of the signs you recently found too was the, uh, old Oriental drugs, or at least the drugs from Oriental drugs, correct? Yeah. That was, uh, about a year ago. Okay. Um, it's in, uh, yeah, a guy's basement in West Dallas, um, out of all the places. Um, <laughs> um, we went to his storage locker and he's pulling out the signs. I mean, these things are huge and, uh, right. we put them against the wall and that's where he, that photo of me, um, where he put them. And, uh, um, that, that it's a cool sign, but mm. without the Oriental parts. Yeah. You don't know it, you don't want to be 
advertising just that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, now, the, yeah, the, um, um, uh, so that was one of the most recent signs. Now this is parlayed your, your love of signs has, uh, yeah. parlayed into a book. Yeah, it has. And, um, never thought that would ever happen. And, uh, the, these are photos I've, I've taken in the last, I'd say five years. So when they came to me about this book deal, I was like, okay, now it's time to organize a lot of photos. Cause I'd never, cause if I was taking these photos and knew I was writing a book, I would have organized them a lot better, but now I got to f- organize them by chapter and by, by, um, you know, the East side, the West side, the South side. So it took a lot of time to do this. And, uh, but it's worth it. It took a, they reached out to me in early 2018. Okay. And who, um, who, who reached out to you? Oh, I'm sorry. Arcadia publishing. Okay. So they, yeah. did they find you through They the found Facebook? me through, um, I think they threw, uh, through a Milwaukee record when they did an article about me. Okay. Um, and there was information about signs. So they did a Google search. Uh, they've done these books for other cities about a handful of others, and they were looking for somebody up here and they got in contact with Milwaukee record and they asked them, how do we get in touch with Adam? And then the guy from Milwaukee record forwarded me the email. I was like, wow, this is, this is eye opening. Um, somebody wants to me to write a book, which never thought I'd ever be doing that. So uh, so it took about almost a year and a half to get this all together. Yeah. Okay. Is it, it, is it, um, is it, is it uh, like, like more of a coffee table type book yeah, or is it one of those books or, that you would find? Uh, yeah. It's like a soft cover, uh, book. It, it, it'll be about, I think about, I think I put about 70 to 75 photos and information about each photo and all the history behind okay. it. So did you have to do some research for some of these yeah, or did you already yeah. have, you, knew, you knew what you have and, and well, you had it written it, down already and it was just a matter of organization or did you actually yes, have to do some legwork then? Yes and no. Some of it I knew, some of it, uh, I had to go to the library, look through, um, directories, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing to take the photos, but when I was taking them, I wasn't thinking about the whole history behind it. I knew something about it, but I didn't know everything about it to, you know, put it into words, you know, Okay. when I posted, I would just write a sentence or two, you know? Um, and, um, and, uh, um, so, you know, I reached out to a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, and she was no pun intended, a, a ghost writer you know, for the book. <laughs> so she, uh, is, a wordsmith and she helped me out with it too. So it was good to have another person to, um, uh, to help me out. Did you have free reign on this? What, what to put in it or, Um, I mean, was it, or did they kind of do have some editorial process, the publisher? Well, when I handed it in, in April, um, they made some changes, the wording to certain things. And then they, sent it to me to give them the, the approval. So I made some corrections a couple times saying, you know, let's change that. That doesn't sound right. 
no, I didn't say that, you know. Okay. Uh, and, but yeah, it was all the photos that I wanted to put in the book is there, you know? So, okay. you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, so it'll be released on February 10th and it's, uh, the pre-sale has already started for it through, uh, Boswell, uh, Downer Avenue and, uh, Amazon and, um, and Barnes and Noble. If you're local, please purchase it at Boswell. <laughs> Boswell. And where is Boswell's? On Downer Avenue next to the Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's funny cause, uh, it's, it's funny how, you know, you talk about different parts of the city and, and it's funny for me, I can tell you what age I was and what was there when I was that age, but like Downer Avenue, my twenties spent a lot of time up and down Downer Avenue. Sure. I don't go down there that much anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now you drive down, it's like, wait a minute, what happened to, Hey, what happened to, <laughs> right. which is it's... where your group actually comes in very handy sometimes. So, right. Uh, Cause I'm always curious when I go somewhere, what was there before? I think even when I was a kid, I was like, what, what was there? What was over there? I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I mean, there were more important things for me to be thinking about than that, but right. for some reason my mind always went to, what used to be there and why isn't it there anymore? And I think that's the whole curiosity of my passion for this kind of started, you know, and that's what kind of drives me to do this. I do this because I'm curious. I don't do this for pats on the back or for likes or whatever it is on Facebook. You know, I do this because this is, this is my hobby, you know, Um, it's kind of a different hobby than most people have. But if you're in the group, you'll understand after maybe a couple days, some people don't understand it if you're not in the group, but once you get into it and see what people post, not just me, you kind of get where people are fascinated with what Milwaukee used to look like, you know? Well, what it used to look like and how it used to feel and, the vibe. And, yeah. The, the vibe. And, and, and there's for, you know, I think for some of us, even though you say, like I said, it's not, uh, to go back in time or worship the past, but yeah. you know, it's fine. There's a picture, um, County stadium from the bleachers, sure. um, that was posted, um, last oh, week yeah. sometime, you know, and yeah. it's a guy buying a beer, <laughs> uh, from one of the vendors. And, and yeah. I, I take exactly. that in and I look at it and, and, uh. I think it's another Tom Haggerty photo who seems to be, yep. um, I, yeah. I, I look at that photo and I'm taken back, uh, to, to, you know, and the, the bleachers are wooden. Yep. <laughs> this is, this and is it like just, 19, I think it's all, all of his photos are October 3rd, 1976. Yeah. He's, he's not even from here. He was uh, just, he was just visiting, uh, <laughs> He was living in Detroit at the time. Now he lives in Florida, but he doesn't even know much about it. But I found him in another group and I'm like, okay, please. I've seen your photos over the years through other sites and stuff like that. Can you join the group and share these photos? And he is like a machine right now with these photos. He's just, he posted them a lot, and I got Bobby Tanzio from On Milwaukee to write an article about him. Oh, because I knew, I knew this would be something interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who come into this group 
and they post some things and there's a good story behind it. And I know Bobby will always put a good article out there about it. And I've done this maybe two or three times and um, they always are fascinating articles. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, it's this, this picture brought back, it, it, it remind it, it brought back the memory of my grandfather who, okay. who was, a uh, um, uh, a huge baseball fan, you know, and, and, uh, took me to my first game and I still remember it. And, but I'm looking at this picture and I'm thinking, my God, they serve beer in bottles, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and paper cups. And I just, it just kind of brought back that whole flavor of sitting out in the bleachers with grandpa and taking tavern trips, you know, out there. Yeah. Those. Like I have a photo that I think in the early seventies, they gave out bats there's a see there's a photo of people holding bats yeah you can't do that in 2019 no. <laughs> you just can't do that and i'll i'll have to repost that photo because people are just amazed and shocked that this ever happened <laughs> oh yeah yeah we used to joke uh, uh a friend of mine one of his father's favorite jokes was uh yeah, they should do a nickel beer and bat night when the White Sox come in town. Uh, oh, that'll work out fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong. Nothing will go wrong. Oh, no, right? when the Cubs are in town. Well, now the Cubs, but when the yeah. back back then, this was, you know, grade school. So, you know, Brewers yeah, were in the right. American League. So, and the Sox, so the, the, the White Sox were the big rivalry from Chicago at the time. So, right. Uh, I'm just saying oh, if they tried doing that. Oh, today, if they did it now? The yeah. Cubs, it would turn into World War Three. So. Yeah. <laughs> But that was always our running joke on that. So, so, um, to wrap up, I guess here then. So, um, the, uh, Facebook page is old Milwaukee. Yeah. It's a group compared to a page. A, a group, page I'm is sorry. more, a page is more like what a restaurant might have. Okay. A group is more of what people have like for hobbies or passions, or they want to talk about, any like a specific topic like if you're a fan of the rolling stones and just want to talk about the stones people have groups for that and the pages are more of what if the hypothetically the rolling stones had a page that's really designed or that's from the rolling stones actually you know so all right so the group and the group invites participation by its members Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like any group. I mean, there's thousands of groups out there on Facebook and it's just, uh, anyone can, uh, be a part of it. Just, uh, be on topic, you know, don't be rude. Don't bring up politics and you're good. <laughs> and you're good. So, good. Well, that's, yeah. that's the rules for, for this podcast too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my thing is I don't want anything about politics. It's just, I just, I, I just know that there's certain topics where people are just going to turn and that's not how I want this group to be. You know, people want to escape from reality for a bit. I'm not saying this is the only way to do it, but if people enjoy looking at photos of Milwaukee from its past, it's a nice escape. And if people are going to bring up politics, the escape is over then. Cause right. then you're back into reality for a little bit, right. you know? Well, and, so, and again, this is more of a, in, this, to me, this is more inclusive and more inviting and more bringing people together. And that's what I like to do with my podcast. If it, I don't right. know if it works or not, but whereas, yeah, you want to keep anything that's divisive outside and, yeah, and, but and you're, play nice. Right. And, but, 
but then again, it is social media and people are going to say what they want. So you can only control so much. So, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. And I've learned to manage it, um, better in over the last four years. I've seen what, what happens when certain topics are brought up, you know, um, there's certain topics I'm, I will, if somebody wants to post a photo of hypothetically say Northridge, mm-hmm. I'll direct them to that Northridge group. I just know how it's going to turn. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going to be, um, it's not going to be civil and, uh, not because of me, because other people right. want to bring up the reasons why, Northridge is no longer around. Well, yeah. there's not just one specific reason. No, there's no, many reasons. Many, so. many, many, many reasons. Yeah. Um, I think that whole model has, I'm, I'm really surprised. I'm glad to see what Southridge has done. Um, yeah. And Brookfield square. Yeah. I mean, they've really, they've really turned it around. You yeah. Know? Gotten, uh, it's kind of changed the, the idea of what a mall is or at least what a shopping area is. So, um, the other thing then is your book, what is, what is the title of it? What's it? Good? Oh. <laughs> I don't think we got the title out of you. Fading Ads of Milwaukee. Fading Ads of Milwaukee. And it's put out by, what? who's the publisher again? It's Arcadia Publishing uh, through History Press. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well. And it'll be available on February 10th. February 10th is the year. So not in time for Christmas. No. I was hoping this would be out in October, November, but. It didn't happen, but, uh, the, the presale is up and running. Okay. So it'd be a great Valentine's day gift. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. There we whatever. go. Yeah. Give it to your sweetheart for Valentine's day. Or St. Patrick's day, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. Um, anyway, so, well, Adam, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk with well, us. Thank you. And for uh, reaching out to me, I appreciate it. Oh, great, great, yeah. And and uh, again, it's the old Milwaukee uh, group Facebook group, group and, and uh, you can find it with if you look at the cover photo. There's an old Milwaukee neon sign. The old Milwaukee neon beer sign. It's always on. Yeah. It's always on. <laughs> fantastic. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time today, and. Thank you. Uh, Maybe we'll get together in the future. We'll talk it over and I'll try to find that photo of, uh, for you. Awesome. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. This has been the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast brought to you by Testaduro Media, LLC. You can reach us by email at listenupmke at yahoo.com or through our website, listenupmke.podbean.com. We ask that you leave the podcast a positive review, either at the Apple iTunes store or at Google Play. This helps us reach more people the more episodes we deliver and the higher our rating gets. Opening and closing music is courtesy of John C. and taken from his album Shine, available where music is sold. (laughs) 